Welcome to the Colonial Church STA podcast. My name is Pastor Matt McClory. I'm so glad you could take the time to listen to this message. Lord, we love you. Father, we ask in a new way, in a fresh way this morning, Lord, let us be overcome by your presence, God. Father, We thank you for your spirit, Lord. We say this morning, Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place. Permeate our lives. Infiltrate our thinking. Come into our hearts. And give us every good thing that comes from Jesus. Comes from God. In Jesus' name. And the whole church said together, Amen, Amen, and Amen. Thank you, worship team. Can we give it up for the worship team this morning? It's nice to have Shannon Rents back on the keys. We love Shannon. You staying up, Shannon? You staying up with me? You staying up? Okay. Guess you are now. You can be seated. Shannon just took a short little hiatus away from St. Augustine. None of us were happy about it. I personally felt abandoned. So it's good to have her back. All right. Well, I'm excited to speak just for a moment this morning. Not going to go for too long because today we're doing something a little bit different. At the end of each year, I'm really excited about this. We're going to take a moment just to pray, just to worship. And just believe God for an amazing forward year, year to come. Thank Him for everything that He did this year, but also look to the future. And just listen to Him, listen to the God whisper, listen to the Holy Spirit. What is next year going to look like for you? What is next year going to look like for our church? What can it look like for us? And so that's what this morning's all about. So we're going to take a little bit extra time at the end of the service to pray for your 2018 to take a moment to stop and believe for God to do incredible things. Amen. Does anyone want that for their own lives? Does anyone want to see God move in a powerful way? I don't know about you, but I do. So I'm excited about today. I'm excited about this morning. Um, Anyone bring their Bibles to church? Anyone bring their Bibles to church? Don't think just because it's the end of the year, I'm going to let off. I'm going to let up. Next year, I'm going to go even harder. I'm going to start taking a roll. But hey, um, let's open up to Isaiah 54. Isaiah 54 and... Before I even read it, I just want to say something about the book of Isaiah, the book of Jeremiah. These are powerful, powerful books in the Bible. Powerful because of two reasons. When it comes to prophecy, when it comes to to this, this passage of Scripture, this part of the Old Testament, there is the immediate meaning to the passage, and then there's the prophetic meaning to the passage. Does that make sense? So on the one hand, there's the immediate meaning, what it means to the people of God in the post 
exilic community, being in exile, being away from the promise, needing God to move. So there's the immediate meaning to the text, but then there's also the prophetic meaning to the text. There's the prophetic meaning. What is God saying to the future of his people? What is God saying to your future because you're God's people? And I don't know about you, we could go into deeper theological meaning, but I look at things simply. Paul said in the New Testament, he says, we've been brought close. We're no longer far away as Gentiles. Not sure if there's any Jewish people in the room, but as Gentiles, we've been brought close because of the blood of Christ. And because of that, because we've been brought and now we receive the promise for ourselves, that means that we are God's people. We are God's people, God's chosen ones. Anyone believe that this morning? We are God's people. So when we look at something like Isaiah 54, we don't look at it as a historical book. We don't look at it as historical context for something else we read about in the New Testament. We can read it today and say, that is for my life. That is a promise for me. That is a promise for my family. That is a promise for my kids. That is a promise for my life. So let's read it this morning. I think we've got it on the screen. I'm going to read from the Amplified because it's louder. Come on. It says this in Isaiah 54. It says, Enlarge the sight of your tent to make room for more children. Stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare them. Lengthen your tent ropes. Make your pegs or your stakes firm in the ground. Firm in the ground. For you will spread out to the right and to the left, and your descendants will take possession of nations and, in, and will inhabit deserted cities. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for your word this morning, God. Thank you that it has the power to speak to us anew. Thank you that whenever we read your word, God, we understand that it's dense with truth. So, Father, as we understand that this morning, as we move into it, and we, as we digest it, as we consume it, as we take it in, God, help us to understand, Lord, via your spirit, God, the depth of the truth you have for us, God, and what it means for our lives today, at the end of this year, and as we mark the new year coming. God, we just thank you for everything you've done 2017. We thank you for everything you've done this year, God, the miracles, Lord, the people that have come to know you through what you've done here as part of our church, Lord. Thank you that Jesus is the head of our church. Thank you that 2018, he will still be the head of our church. Thank you for your grace, God. Thank you for your miracles. And Lord, we just pray for you to do over and above all that we could ever ask, imagine, think, come up with our, our own creativity, God, over and above everything in our finite human ways we could think you're going to do next year. Lord, we believe for you to do more. We thank you for the blood of Jesus this morning. And we all said together, Amen. We all said together, Amen. Well, what a year it's been. You know, 2017 will always be the year that we as a church went weekly. Yeah, I think we should give God praise. Not a golf clap. We went weekly as a church. It's a miracle. You know, I, I'm not an experienced church planter. 
I was a stockbroker for the last 10 years. I'm not an experienced church planter. But I will tell you this about church planting. To go weekly as a church with the strength that we have with our teams, with the amount of volunteers that we have, with the amount of people that had already given their lives to Christ at that point, it's a miracle. I couldn't have done it myself. Jill couldn't have done it herself. Jeremy couldn't have done it himself. No one could have done it themselves. It was only God who did it and brought us to this point. So it will always be that year. It will always be the year that we went after it. And our yes led to another yes. And this service today will always be the service that I, one of the services I just love the most in our church calendar because at the end of the year we get to pray for the next year and we get to look back on what God's done, which is pretty, pretty cool. To listen to his whisper about what he has for us. But the thing is, we can't just stay in this year. We can't stay in this place. We can't allow our salvation to become static. We can't allow our beliefs, our understanding of revelation, even what we've learned up until this point about God, we can't let ourselves stay here. We can't let ourselves dwell here for too long. It's okay to be here for a moment. But like Paul says, we're citizens of heaven. We've got to keep moving. I'm not sure what this next season means for you, but what I know is this. You're attached to the body of Christ. So today as we declare some things over next year, can I just encourage you? Because you are part of the church and the church is the dwelling of people, the body of Christ, us, his people coming together, whatever's spoken over the church corporately, whatever's spoken over the church's year next year, as a church, can I encourage you? That's for you too. That's for your life. So when you read these words, when you hear me speak, when I declare things for next year, can I just encourage you? It's not just for Colonial Church, the organization. It's not just for our church corporately, but it's for your life. It's for your business. It's for your family. It's for your endeavors. It's for the crops. The crops to be good crops next year. Whatever it looks like for you, can I just encourage you, make it personal for you. Claim it for your own life. Is that good this morning? You okay with that? Someone nod at me. Someone tell me it's okay. Expectation in the kingdom of God is a unique thing. It is a unique thing. It's so much more than just hopeful optimism. It's so much more than some self-made, man-made thing where we just name it and we claim it. But we look to the scriptures and we believe for God to do what he says he will do in his word. I'm personally ready for God to do something next year. I'm personally ready. I'm done with 2017. I'm done with what he did. I'm grateful for it. I want to honor the past. I want to honor the people that have come before. But I want to look to the future. And I want to look to what God has, is going to do next year. I'm done doing church services. And you might think, what are you talking about? You're a pastor. But I'm done doing church services. I want an encounter with God. I'm done doing church services and religious duty and routine. I was done doing that a long time ago. When I was found in a church, planted in a church, part of a group of people that didn't just settle for the status quo, but year in, year out went for more. Went for God's more. Went for what it says in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20. It says that God, no matter what, can do more. So these are my three declarations for our church in 2018. Number one is this, a year of favor. 
A year of favour. Everybody repeat with me. A year of favour is coming. A year of favour is for me. It's not name it and claim it Christianity. It's about understanding that God has positioned me to receive His favour if I'm willing to walk in His favour. If I'm willing to receive His favour. Listen to it again. It says, for you will spread out to the left and to the right. What is that saying? It means you're going to go in multiple directions. Not just to go one way and do one thing, but you're going to do even more. You're going to be graced. You're going to be favored by me to do more, to see more opportunity, to go to the left and to go to the right. What does favor even mean? Favor simply is this. God's got his hand on your life. He's given you grace. Because of Jesus, He's got so much more for you. His favor is on you, but we as His people need to have that understanding. We need to walk in it. And sometimes it comes from different places where we learn about it or we hear about it or it's affirmed to us. But some of the things that favor is, is gaining approval, acceptance. I like this one, special benefits. Special benefits or blessing. And there's a close association between favor and grace, obviously. They're often translated from the same word in the Greek and the Hebrew. But God wants to give you special, unique benefits next year. God wants to give you special benefits. Does anyone want any benefits? I don't know about you, but I want benefits. I want to walk in His favor. And I I just think for your own life, if you're going to walk into a business meeting, if you're going to walk into a job interview, if you're going to start a new venture, let's not be the type of people that take the worldly view and says, well, I hope it works out. I've done the research. I've got the statistics downloaded from the national body and it tells me that this percentage of this means that if I do this, you know, the probability waiting looks like this. But let's be the type of Christians, let's be the type of people that believe God and His Word and know that He has favored us. He has given us favor. And so I don't just expect my business to do okay. I don't expect my career to go okay. I don't expect things to just work out. I expect them to flourish. I expect them to flourish. I expect expect to be blessed because God has favored me. A year of favor. Not just opportunity on the left, but opportunity on the right. I would call that unusual favor. I'm believing for unusual favor over our church next, next year. And that means you too. But unusual favor. Like the type of favor that just doesn't make sense to people. It doesn't make sense. How can that work out? How can that actually happen for them? Why does that happen? For people to just be left wondering and eventually find the answer in God. Amen? I'm believing you're going to experience God's favor this year. You know, in the message translation, it says this, you're going to take over whole nations. You're going to resettle abandoned cities. I wonder if you have the faith to believe that God wants to take you in a new direction. Sometimes that's the hardest part is stepping over the line and just saying, you know what? I'm not comfortable anymore. I want to go for the uncomfortable. I'm done with being comfortable. I want to go after the uncomfortable and believe that God has given me the favor to see it come about. In the Old Testament, favor was usually a response. God would give favor to people for two different reasons. Usually for righteous living People would live well. Job, it says, was blameless before the Lord. 
Jesus, we learn that he was highly favored by God and he grew in favor and wisdom. But you know that because of Jesus, he's chosen us. So there's no longer a question of have you done enough? Is there enough in your bank account? Is there enough in your grace account? Is there enough in the good behavior account? Like there's some kind of account out there for good behavior for Christians. It doesn't exist. That's free this morning. It doesn't exist. But I wonder if you would commit today in 2018 that you would walk in God's favor. And just be determined about it. Just say, no matter what, I'm going to walk in God's favor. I'm going to believe His favor rests on me. And that I can go forward and see Him do incredible things. That's number one. Declaration number one, a year of favor. Declaration number two, a year of increase. All right, let's all say this together. Repeat after me. 2018 is a year of increase for me. You just said that to yourself. You just declared that over your own life. And I believe it. Favor and increase, very similar. But increase is different. Listen to it in the passage. It says, enlarge the sight of your tent. Make room. Stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. And it says, spare not. You know why it says spare not? It's because you've got to get ready. Spare not because you need to get ready. Don't skimp when you make space. Don't skimp. Don't take the shortcut when making the tent when God wants to fill it with His amazing things. A year of increase. A year of stretching out the tent pegs for our church. I just believe that over our church. I believe that 2018 is a year of us stretching out the tent pegs even more. Why? Because we believe every single seat we put out in this church should be filled. Every single seat in this church we believe should be filled. Why? Because we're talking about Jesus. Because we're declaring the goodness of God. Because we're talking about how amazing the grace is that God's given us because of Jesus and how we live with it every single day. We just believe that if we put chairs out in our church, guess what? People are going to come to church and sit in them. 2018, a year of increase. Stretching out the tent pegs. More people found in church. More seats we've got to put out. Like last week, we blew out one side because we had so many people in here. More people to minister to. More people getting saved in our church every single week. More people coming from across the street to be in church. More people coming from all over the place to be in church. The message translation says it this way. It says a year of going a little wider and a little deeper. A little wider and a little deeper. I wonder if you are up for going a little deeper with God in 2018. I wonder if you're up for a sunrise with Jesus from time to time. Maybe you used to do that when you were a new Christian. You go down the beach first thing in the morning. I wonder if you're still up for that. To go a little deeper in the things of God. Let me read something remarkable that Paul says to the Corinthian church about God's depth. I'm going to read it for you in the message. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and verse 13. It says the Spirit, he's talking about the Spirit's role in our lives in helping us understand the depth of God. It says this, the Spirit, not content to flit around on the surface as in our human realities, as our human expectations, flit around on the surface, not just the surface. It says the Spirit 
dives into the depths of God and brings out what God planned all along. Whoever knows what you're thinking and planning except you yourself. The same with God, except that He not only knows what He's thinking, but He lets us in on it. We didn't learn this by reading books or going to school. We learned it by God, who taught us person to person through Jesus, and we're passing it to you the same firsthand personal way. The Spirit wants to go deeper. The Spirit will take you deeper. I wonder if 2018, a year of increase, means you going deeper in God. A deeper understanding of His grace. A deeper, more intimate relationship with Him. A year where you pull more out of yourself just to go deeper with God. To drive those pegs deeper in the things of God. You know, when I was... uh, In my early 20s, I had this friend who ran a cafe in Australia, and he was a larger-than-life guy. And uh, I think Jill and I were dating at the time. No, we might have been married. I can't remember. But he he was a mad fisherman. He loved fishing, and he had this huge fishing boat. And um, one day he said, he said, Maddie, come on, let's go fishing today. Let's go. All the boys are going. We're going to go. And I just, you know, I didn't have anything going on, so I thought, fine, I'll go. I don't get, thankfully, I'm not the type of person who gets seasick very much. So he takes us 25 miles offshore, the Sydney heads of Australia. Like, this is like deep ocean, deep, deep ocean. And we're out there, and he's got all the lines going out. And I'm not a fishing guy, so I don't really understand all the, you know, I can hold a fishing pole. Is it a pole or a rod? I mean, I, I get the concept. And I'm out there in the boat. And there's guys everywhere and people are doing different things. And one of his buddies is throwing like this parachute thing in the water. And I don't know if any of you have seen these parachutes you can throw in the water underneath a fishing boat. Has anyone know those? Anyone seen those? It's like it goes into the water and it holds the boat somewhere here. But the idea is that you can't obviously throw an anchor down because it's too deep. But you can put the parachute in and it will hold the boat. Anyway, my buddy's friend is a little... He's not all there in the head, this guy. He's not the smartest cookie, so to speak. He throws the parachute on the wrong side of the boat where the current is moving that way. And sure enough, the parachute with tons of rope gets wrapped around the prop, gets wrapped around the engine, gets wrapped around the only way we can get home, (laughs) 25 miles out. And somewhere along the line, someone said to Johnny, my buddy, said, you know, Matty used to be a swimmer. And I, and I was. I used to be a swimmer in my teenage years. And he said, you know, Matty's, Matty's a really good swimmer. He's a good swimmer. And before I knew it, I'm standing at the end of the boat. I've got, they're wrapping ropes around my waist. I feel like I'm the priest about to go in behind the curtain. And they kick me off the edge of the boat. And say, go fix it. Get down there. And I'll never, ever, ever forget what I saw. When I dived into that ocean for the very first time and I opened my eyes, 25 miles out, I don't know, thousands of feet deep, who knows? But I just never forget this vivid blue, vivid blue, like the bluest blue you have ever seen in your life. And it just went on forever. It just went on forever and ever. And the story goes, you know, I did get it unhooked. I worked very quickly. Well, I was under there for obvious reasons. It's Australia, great white sharks. 
But you know, when it comes to the grace of God, when it comes to the depths of God, there's no end to it. It goes on forever. And can I just encourage you, friend, when it comes to 2018, what an amazing thing to believe for, to go to the depths of God. Like it says in 2 Corinthians, let the Spirit take you deeper. What an amazing thing that we can declare and believe for. We can say, yeah, a year of increase, give us more money, or give us more things, or give us more resource. And yeah, we're going to believe for that. But I want to believe for more for, from God. I want to learn more about His grace. I want to learn more, about, about more of an understanding of His character. To dive deep into the depths of God. And see a year of increase in Jesus' name. Is anyone with me? It's a year I'm believing for God to enlarge your perspective. Like it says in the scriptures. Enlarge your perspective. Enlarge what is possible for you and your family. Enlarge what's possible. To blow your mind. Not to coast. Not to be the guy that's just okay with what was. Or the family guy who's just like, well, I guess this is it for us. Kids are starting to grow up. Things are just looking like, hmm. But believe for more. To go deeper into the depths of God. My third declaration this morning. The team wants to come back up. Declaration number three, a year of breakthrough. So the first was a year of favor over your life. For you to walk in His favor, to you have a willingness to just believe that God has favored you because you have Jesus. To understand that every time you walk into a room, you carry God's favor with you. It means supernatural things will happen. All of a sudden, people will start giving you the special benefits that it speaks about in Scripture. I'm believing that's favor. I'm believing there are business people in here today and you're going to have the very best 2018 because you're walking with God's favor. It's not about you. It's not about what you've done. It's not about how well you've engineered the business. It's the fact that God dwells in you. 2018, a year of favor, a year of increase, going into the depths of God, believing for Him to do more, believing for Him to do the incredible, to enlarge our tents, to drive the, pe the pegs deeper. And the third is a year of breakthrough. Listen to it. For you will spread out to the right and to the left, and your descendants will take possession of nations. Take possessions. That means there's a transfer that's happening from one to the other. If you take possession of something, of a car, a house, an object, you transfer the title from one to the other, you take possession of it. I.e. it comes from someone else. And sometimes in our lives there's a tension between it. Should I walk into the promise? Should I not? Should I be polite? Should I stop? Should I? Whatever it looks like. But we need to take possession of the breakthrough. We need to walk forward into the breakthrough. A year of breakthrough for you, your family, your world, your everything. A breakthrough. You know, there's people in here this morning, you're desperate for a breakthrough. And what I've found in life, walking with the Lord, just on the other side of a breakdown is a breakthrough. Just on the other side of a breakdown, when I can't do it anymore, when I'm done trying to work it out by myself, when I've tried everything in my strength, I'm about to have a breakdown, one moment passes and breakthrough. God gives the answer. Because He knows at that point, I've got you right where I want you. No more of your own strength. No more of you putting some cards behind your back, hiding them up your sleeve. 
leaving something in reserve just in case God doesn't come through. But true breakthroughs come when we just say, you know what, Lord, I'm dropping it all. I'm dropping everything. I'm giving it all to you. I'm believing that you will help me break through. Amen. A year of breakthrough for you and your family. You know, Jabez, he prayed for breakthrough. First Chronicles chapter 4 and verse 10. It's kind of amazing that it's in here. In First Chronicles, the prayer of Jabez is an amazing prayer. But the reason it's in here, I believe it's significant. Because he cried out to God and God granted his request. If you look at the start of Chronicles, it just chronicles all the families. All the people of God. All the families are in here. And then all of a sudden, in chapter 4, it just stops. There's this juncture. And God's put it in here for us to understand. It says this, Jabez was more honorable than his brother's. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I give birth to him in pain. So that was declared over his life. Pain. Suffering. Shortcomings. Not good. Not comfortable. This is painful. It was declared over his life. Likely his family, his world, his friends, the people that he was getting around. It says, Jabez cried out to the God of Israel. Oh, that you would bless me. And enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me. Keep me from harm. And that I will be free from pain. He's saying, I need a breakthrough. God, I need a breakthrough today. I need a breakthrough in my life. I want to break through this. And it says that God granted him his request. And I believe there's people in here today just like Jabez. And you're just done with the things that are coming around you. You're done trying to do it in your own strength by clenching your fists and just giving it everything you've got. But you just need to cry out to God for the breakthrough and let Him fight your battles for you. Amen? Would you stand with me? You received that word? You received that word this morning? 2018, a year of favor, a year of increase, and a year of breakthrough. You know uh When it comes to breakthrough, the first step in a breakthrough is to say yes to Jesus. Above all else, above the hardness, above the, the struggles, you want to get to those things and you want to feel the breakthrough, you want to see the favor and the increase come, but you need to break through that moment where you just say yes to Jesus. I wonder if you've ever said yes to Him. I would love it if we could not be moving around in this moment. It's arguably the most important moment of the service. But I wonder if you've ever surrendered ownership of your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. I wonder if you've ever consciously said yes to Him. To say, you know what, I can't do it anymore. I need a breakthrough in my life spiritually. I'm void. I need someone to come in and I think the answer is Jesus. I wonder if you've ever made that choice. I wonder if you've ever made that declaration of your own life. And cried out like Jabez did and just said, Lord, save me. I can't do this by myself. I wonder if you've ever prayed that prayer before. Not sure why you came in here. Maybe this is your first time visiting our church. Can I just encourage you? If you haven't already, why don't you say yes to Jesus today? Finish your year right. Or maybe once you were walking with him. Maybe you were doing the thing, coming to church, being a Christian doing what you thought it meant to be a Christian, but for whatever reason, there's no condemnation in this place, but for whatever reason, in whatever season, you're not walking with Him anymore. I wonder if you'd come back to Him. 
I wonder if you'd make your peace with God today. Leave those doors today knowing that no matter what, I've made my peace with God. I know where I stand with Him. So if that's you this morning, with every head bowed and eyes closed in this place, I want to ask you again, have you ever said yes to Him? Have you ever made a conscious choice to invite Him into your heart, to surrender ownership of your life to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the one who gave us the ultimate breakthrough? I wonder if you'd make that choice today. In a moment, I'm going to count to three. And all I need you to do is lift your hand high enough, long enough for me just to see it. I'll acknowledge it with no one looking around. This is not between you and anyone else in here. It's between you and God. You're not saying yes to a church. You're not saying yes to an organization. You're saying yes to the living God, to ask Him to come in. So if you want to do that, I'm going to count to three in just a moment. Then I'm going to include you in a prayer. And that's all I'm going to do. I'm not going to ask you to come down the front. I'm not going to ask you to do anything else. But if that's you, on three, I just want you to raise your hand. Here we go. Believing people are going to respond this morning to Jesus. One, God loves you, friend. He sent Jesus so that you could have life. He raised him from the dead so that you could live as well. Two, the Bible says that now is the time of salvation. This is the appointed time. Don't wait another second. Three, if that's you, just lift your hand. Wherever you are in this place, just lift your hand. I'll wait. Lift that hand high enough, long enough for me to see it. I'll acknowledge it. And I'm going to pray for you. It's awesome. We can wait a few more moments. It's the best decision you'll ever make to surrender ownership of your life to Him. Awesome. You can put those hands down. What we're going to do now is just pray a prayer. It's called the salvation prayer. And it's between you and God. Can I encourage you, if you lifted your hand, or maybe you didn't lift your hand, but you wanted to, and you, want, you still want to pray this prayer, pray it from your heart to God. And we as one big church family, we're going to come alongside, we're going to pray with you. So repeat after me. Dear Jesus, thank you that you love me. Thank you that you died for me. And that you rose again so that I could have life. Forgive me of my sins. Give me a brand new start. I choose, Lord, to follow you. Thank you for grace that now flows into my heart. I'm new. I'm a child of God. I'm a Christian. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Can we give those people a big congratulations? Thank you. Thank you. We've got a Bible that we would love to give you. We do this in every service. There are Bibles we'd love to give you. We've got a handful of these at the back at the Next Steps table, just as you leave, as you're walking out on the left. But if you lifted your hand, there was a few of you. If you lifted your hand, just know that today was the day. You said yes to Jesus. You invited him in. I'd love you to take a Bible because I want you to mark today. Write the date in. December 31, the last day of 2017. You said yes to Jesus. Awesome. Well, hey, you know what we're going to do? We're going to worship a little longer. We're going to take some time. We're going to sing a little more. But I would love as you sing, as you worship, as the guys lead us, Think about next year. Think about those declarations. Favor, increase, breakthrough. 
and let's worship together. Let's give it all we got the last of the year and just believe for God to do incredible things next year and to fight our battles for us. Come on. Thank you for listening to this message. We pray it bless you greatly. Please visit us at www.colonialchurch.life for more.